You are listening to the Movie Guys Showcast. Autobots, engage! <laughs> Attention! The Movie Guys love movies. Any comments about animals being lovable friends for kids to play with are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, teenage animal in the zoo with that kid? Cowabunga! I, I know nothing about how he got in there. He jumped, apparently, to play with the monkey. Yeah, but mom's catching all sorts of hell now. I, I You can't watch your kid all this the time. This is why you have to put him on a leash. <laughs> I've said this from day one. There are kids on leashes. Children should be on leashes. In many places I visit. Yeah, the zoo is one of them. Yeah, should be. It's so. a dangerous place. The zoo has a bunch of things that could eat you. It, it's dangerous. Right? This reminds me of the time I worked with a monkey, and everyone was really excited about working with a monkey. I did yeah. that. And the first thing they tell you is there's all these rules about yeah. the monkey, otherwise the monkey's going to kill you. Yeah, don't look it straight in the eyes. <laughs> don't look yeah. at the monkey. It's don't like, take anything away from the monkey. It's like working with Prince. Yeah, it's don't the look same him in rules. The don't look him in the eyes. And he goes right for your genitalia, <laughs> too. Dead. Prince goes for your genitalia, too. That's what happens, man. I sold a monkey a cell phone in a Canadian yeah. uh, commercial. Oh, I would. <laughs> and yeah, and basically, I didn't need to be there because the trainer was right on my shoulder, going, "Look at me! Look at me!" It's yelling at the monkey to get him all the cues to look up and do his thing. <laughs> and Paul was told not to touch the monkey or look at the monkey. And in once the, the eye. monkey takes something from you, don't take I it back him from the, the cell monkey. Phone. He yep. hung on to the cell phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they straight for the balls. <laughs> don't look at Mr. Eastwood. <laughs> dress Mr. Eastwood. I worked on one show where he was a guest. We had got the whole speech. Don't look uh, Mr. Eastwood straight in the eyes. Straight uh, for the balls. As a movie guy, I have to say, in the wake of the shooting of this gorilla. Uh, I did enjoy the meme that went out immediately from Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Oh. Or Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, right? Where they where Caesar's got the gun and it's like, <laughs> we off to Cincinnati or something. <laughs> but uh, only in the movies. Only in the movies. Hey, welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guy's empire. We go together like Chinese food and chocolate pudding. Mm. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits... Banter. There will be bits. I got more. Special guests. What? what? Special guests. I got more. And more. And more. <laughs> you can expect that in the next hour or so as we broadcast from our studio, the Admirals Club, here in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone, where we bring you another show. Absolutely. Paul, I was hoping to uh, buy everyone dinner after the show tonight, oh, but I won't be able to do that oh, if I true. have to pay for the show true. now. Good news for us. Yes. The show is free. Free. Oh. Perfect. Wonderful. And so is our meal. It's Turns right. out I forgot my wallet. <laughs> That's uh, good and bad. Yes. Yeah, wherever you find us. it, we're not charging. It's a horrible business model. Mm-hmm. But we encourage you to follow us on the also free social media at the Movie Guys on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, and please get interactive. Basically, just search the Movie Guys on Yahoo, Google, or Bing! Bing! And we come right up. <laughs> I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show in the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Bart Caius. Gee, I'm really sorry your mom blew up, Ricky. Yay. Adam Witt. <laughs> I want my two dollars. And Karen Volpe. I I thought you liked. Shoot, what was it? I messed up. I thought you liked raisins. Raisins. Oh, I gotta jump in. I had to do a save a on that. Well, you, you didn't write it down. I was gonna do dude. Strange, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Oh, that's, that's a good one. But then we started going better off dead. Ah, uh, that's where you jump ship. Ah. Oh. I was just All gonna right. use Terror Vision in a sentence that's probably not in that movie. <laughs> Something Amityville 2. Kids, don't watch Terror Vision or it'll kill you. All these references are uh, heading towards uh, a hint at who our guest is tonight. Joining us later be? in the show, the author of Diane Franklin, The Excellent Adventures of the Last American-French Exchange Babe of the 80s, <laughs> an actress who has appeared in the legendary films Better Off Dead and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And this much hill more. is pure snow! Diane Franklin uh, will be with us. You know what the 
street value of oh, this, this mountain is? <laughs> now uh, we should just, for the rest of the show, just throw them in when we remember them. Oh, well, sure. there's no okay. that shortage. Will, that will I'm gonna, probably happen. I know this didn't happen in Better Off Dead, but I'm going to get her to grab my face and say, French Cur- fries. <laughs> Not Christmas. 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 Was it Christmas? It's Christmas. Uh, Christmas. Yeah. As long as she ends up touching my face, I'm happy with this, <laughs> with this bit. Uh, <laughs> You're just like, whatever it takes. Just, even right. if I have to pass out and get mouth to mouth, whatever What's it What's really takes. funny about this is that I'm pretending she's not three feet she's from right me. She's right there looking at you. Right dude. here. <laughs> the green room. Way back in the green room. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As if she's somewhere not paying attention to this. No. No. Uh, but first. Oh, dear. Yes. Who, what, in the name of all that is holy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, we, who would we be if we didn't offer a service? We <laughs> yes. are foremost service providers, then wise asses. So it's time for... Movie Previews! Yes, check in with us each week before you hit the movie theater, and we will give you a full once-over of all the new releases. Memorial Day weekend is behind us, but summer is here! Mm-hmm. So every week is worth talking about. Uh, these are the movies hoping to hold your attention this weekend. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows, mm-hmm. Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping, and that. Me Before You, no subtitle. Care and companionship for a disabled man. Do you have any experience of caregiving? Um, I've never done it, but I'm sure I could learn. Then let's go meet Will. Will, this is Louisa Clark. Nathan will talk you through Will's routines and equipment. You don't have to talk across me, Mother. My brain isn't paralyzed. Yet. Oh, oh that's <laughs> Me Before You, a title which clearly defines the truth of every modern romantic relationship. Yet it's a tearjerker. Oh, it's uh, it looks deplorable, right? Because there's it's just him dying or not walking for two hours, and then I I imagine both. Yeah, probably will happen. It goes it goes full Salisbury Hill at that point. It it opens up on full Salisbury Hill, right? right. And it's (laughs) so British. It is so so British. British. Like the way, not just the way they talk, but the way they talk. These are all of the reasons I can't wait to see it. <laughs> it's exactly what I want in my movie. It's British people doing British things with their British friends, falling in love in unexpected ways, and having a lot of heart while they do it. But what's so funny is in this trailer, it goes and so British no that I can't good. tell if they've made a connection or not. You go, would you like to take a walk? I would. And you go, are they in love? And the music hits <laughs> in, you're like, I guess that was a moment. No, it's going to be good. This is Karen's version it's of my, my movie, Always Winning. Yes, right. this movie is always... Yes. Well, actually, I saw one preview, and I liked the fact that I didn't know if they were going to banter. No, that oh, there's this thing about the relationship. The first preview I saw, they didn't really have a little back and forth repartee. Yeah. But then later I saw one where he was being a little saucy, and she was giving it right back to him, and I liked it even more. Because there's places to go Saucy with that. Saucy Britishness is really good, mm-hmm. yes. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> that's our second movie. <coughs> our first. Hey, Paul. Oh, our first I'm excited about. Uh, hey, Paul. Yeah. You're the Meyer kid? You look pretty stupid to me. Thank you. <laughs> first up, that thing that's back is back. Mm. Oh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh. But can this sequel succeed William Fichtner-less? <laughs> I thought they already had a sequel, didn't they, Adam? Uh, yes, Paul. It was called The Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> Wait, so this is a remake? Yes, it, it's a sequel to 2014's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but not a sequel to 1990's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or 2007's TMNT, as the kids are calling them, or the CGI TMNT, as we're calling them. <laughs> so, Kawabunga, dude? I guess. We'll find out what it's all about as we go. Adam, let's talk about it. Here we go. 
The war on nostalgia strikes another blow against the phrase, do you remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? With the return of that thing that didn't go away. As you can probably tell, I haven't been following this franchise, but I do know the first film was released in 1990, so I'm not too sure how teenage these turtles can be after almost 30 years, but I can tell you, based on the trailer, that there is a whole lot of turtle and a whole lot of ninja in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who needs anything more? I'm sure a plot would just get in the way of all things splodin'. All of somebody's favorite crime-fighting turtles are back. Donatello, Leonardo, Raphael, Michelangelo, and of course... Turtle Turtle. Come on, Ari. As they move up from saving the sewer to saving Earth. Take that, John McClane. An alien craft invades New York, seeking its fuel source. Most likely incredibly expensive studio apartments. (laughs) According to the trailer, the only way to fight them is with boners, as it cuts to (laughs) Megan Fox in a short skirt and bare midriff. I'm not sure if the sequel is a remake of the original sequel, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Secret of the Ooze. (laughs) But they use the word purple ooze in the trailer. The purple ooze can turn humans into animals. The purple ooze can turn humans into animals? I thought that was Paps Blue Ribbon's job. (laughs) What was the secret of the ooze anyway, Table? It killed Kennedy. It always identified as a woman. It always loved you. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Okay. Unlike the last movie, where they fought every hero's biggest villain, Reboot, the mutant force whose touch creates low expectations in audience members, the sequel goes full turtle and includes every character from the cartoon and comic book short of rapid Michelangelo and Genghis Frog. Here's a clip. Krang, the master brain from Dimension X, ally of the evil Shredder and Baxter Stockman, the wickedly winged scientists are out to destroy the Ninja Turtles. Right! Ace Duck, the turtle's tough-feathered friend, along with Ninja's Frog, who's always hopping for action, always ready to fight on the side of the turtle. Oh, I guess it does feature Genghis Frog. <laughs> <laughs> also appearing, Krang, Dimension X, Bebop, Rocksteady, Baxter Stockman. In terms of guest stars, this movie is the Turtles' Civil War. Back is Megan Fox as April O'Neil, and also joining the fray is fan favorite Casey Jones, the hockey mask, goalie stick wielding vigilante with his theme song. That train, I'm cocaine. I don't Casey Jones. Watch your speed. With his superpower to make that song last 45 minutes when played live. <laughs> now, when April and Casey meet, I look forward to Bebop singing Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Reference. He's a warthog. He's a warthog. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks also, for explaining. Yeah. Also, Laura Linney is in this. Man, she must have a car payment to make. <laughs> I love when you do that joke. But don't you mean house payment? No. <laughs> All right, now it's time for a quick game of this? Arrested Ninja Turtle. Ooh. Ooh, okay. What? This is where we play a line from Will Arnett. You have to guess whether it's from Arrested Development or a Ninja Turtles movie. All right. All right. All right. Uh, here we go. All right, let me Will stretch Arnett, for a second. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to pull anything. I I'm <coughs> ready. Going with the turtles. When something bad happens, you want to be with the turtles. Well, he said turtles. Okay. Yeah, but, but... Remember that one episode with Buster? And the turtles? And the turtles. <laughs> I think we can safely say this is from I, out of the show. Yeah. Okay. All right, all right. Here's another clip. You've got three days. Hey, if I can't find a horny immigrant by then, I don't deserve to stay here. <laughs> 
That's definitely development. No, uh, definitely turtles. Oh, that's turtles? That Aren't they immigrants? Oh, we could go. Uh, no? Oh, okay. I thought they were aliens, oh, but not okay. a legal kind, but like oh, yeah. space aliens. Oh, I'll tell you this much. I hope it's from turtles. <laughs> <laughs> and here's another one. Worst that can happen is I can spill, spill some on my $3,000 suit. Come on! Now that music could... Sounded a little rusted development Yeah, but, but it could... He could be wearing an expensive suit and turtles. Yeah. I want to say Arrested Development. He could be wearing a turtle suit. Admittedly, that might not be the hardest game we've played. No, but I really enjoy it. (laughs) But on the upside, we do get to play some Arrested Development clips, and when that happens, nobody loses. So here's another one. This is the magic trick, huh? Illusion, Michael. Mm. Trick is something a whore does for money. (laughs) (laughs) Also, also Tyler Perry shows up. In this movie, getting his Urkel on as Baxter Stockman, a mad scientist that creates the Mousers, a machine designed to seek out and destroy sewer rats. In this installment, Baxter teams up with Shredder to build an army to defeat the turtles. Here's a clip. How you doing, uh, Judd Maybelline? It's good to see. Ooh, your hair is pretty, girl. Look at you. You're looking good. How you been? For once, I think the turtles have bet their match. <laughs> you know, I'd like to do one of those, I like this better when it was called jokes, but I don't recall liking this. <laughs> <laughs> Note to city services, flush your sanitary sewers with a powerful jet nozzle at least once every four years to prevent accumulation of debris and these movies. All right. All there right. You go. Turtles the Wow. That's a lot. But it's a big summer action. No shortage of things to say. Yeah, there was no CGI in the 1990 and 91. They were just in rubber suits. They just looked fake. Yeah, they were just that. That's really the <laughs> dividing just, line between these yeah. movies. You can when they got rid of the rubber suits. Yeah, uh, I, they look more like the cartoon in the older movies. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, because they're all well, they're cartoonish. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's nothing clever about them. This is true. Uh, I have a bad feeling that these movies might not be horrible. That there's something very genuine <laughs> in and of themselves. Wait, I, what? I, I saw the first one. Okay. And okay. So was it horrible? I, I am a I'm a big Turtles fan all the way back to the comic book. Oh. Okay. I was shocked when there was a cartoon because I was like, you can't make a cartoon out of an indie comic book strange thing that nobody's ever heard of. It was crazy when I saw the cartoon. I was like, you're gonna be kidding me, they made a cartoon out of this and that became the biggest thing ever. So I've always remained a, a fan. The first one does suffer from that sort of I'm sorry we're making a superhero movie. They try and want to play it real cautious and stuff until they make until now Marvel gives everybody permission to go, Oh, oh, we can just be the comic? Okay, cool. Okay, we'll do that then. So this one is everything you'd want full this turtle one, as you say this one's full turtle it's got casey jones baxter stockman who's this uh you know guy turns into a mutant fly and there's even the evil krang who was in the comic in the cartoon was a giant uh robot creature with his stomach was an alien that lived in his stomach that's in this uh <laughs> shredder goes full shredder that's here and bebop what? bebop and rocksteady which are the uh, rhinoceros and shabadoo and shrimp and, and there's a big break off now grape ape is in it um, mighty mouth you kids love mighty mouth but my question is who who is this movie for because it seems uh, very explodey and very dark and very kind of like adult are 12 year old boys i'm only because maybe it's forbidden, but this... Are you talking th- to this 12-year-old boy that watched Porky's? Or yeah. Or the cute ones now? No, yeah, I'm talking about the 44-year-old, 12-year-old next to me that... You're talking about that, the dumb kid who jumped into the monkey pit? Or what are we talking about? <laughs> now, that no, it just seems forward. a little too adult for the market that, that grew up with this, or that is coming into it now, I should say, which is, I, I guess, 10 to 15. But it's also a little too juvenile for somebody 
like me who never was into it to begin with. So unless there's some nostalgia to it. That's why they put Megan Fox in there for you. you Boing. Uh, All all bases covered. Uh, But Turtles have continued to be made ever since they originally were. So this is nostalgia for 13-year-old boys. Like, oh, remember that thing when we were kids? Well, that's what I'm saying. Is this this (laughs) more for... Oh, that's because those are the people making movies now. Yeah. Is this more for the kids that grew up on it and said, I want to see the adult version of my turtle fantasy yeah probably for their kids to share it with their kids yeah because otherwise we're trying to rope in a, a, a kid today that seems a little i don't know if i'd take my kid to this it seems a little to much. further confuse things karen uh we were watching the trailer yesterday Uh-oh. and it begins with the green band and it said this trailer is approved for uh what do they call it appropriate audiences and karen went what the hell audience is appropriate for this <laughs> other Please, turtles apparently <laughs> yeah. well i like how they let you decide whether you're appropriate right this is the appropriate and i also noticed that they're they're downplaying the teenage mutant part you know i'm not they're that, calling it ninja turtles i got to tell you that's why i've always kind of lost been lost on them yeah. i wish they were adults ah, that's the only okay. thing they look great they fight great and then they talk like teenagers i'm like nah, i'm out <laughs> and you know what i forget that I forget that they're teenagers, yeah. which is why they they got the stupid jokes and the rap yeah. and all that. Well, these things are nine feet tall, these new ones, so they don't, yeah. they don't, they don't feel like teenagers at all. They're these yeah. huge hulking creatures. Yeah, The other ones were little cute, you know, teenage-sized ones. Hey, Paul. <laughs> Early 20s mutant ninja turtles. Yes, Karen? What's your name, beautiful? Charles Demar. <laughs> Shut up, geek. <laughs> Meyer. See your main wiener, wiener man? Bar. It's going to go on all night, isn't it? There's no, again. There's I hope no. It goes on all night. And, okay. Uh, all right. Well, last thing. Though. Who yes. was this character in the beginning of the commercial that you played? Andrew DeWitt. Andrew DeWitt. Right? That's kind of no. It is Andrew. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. For those of you who don't remember, because maybe you haven't seen every single one of our shows, but that was one of our guests, and he has the most amazing laugh. And he, really he made he thought Secret of the Oods was the funniest term that you could put for any Oh, sequel. did he really? Oh, oh we're not just was... goofing on him. No, no, it's we a had... direct we... relationship. Yeah, I, yeah I was, if I had time, I wanted to pull the actual quote. Oh, where he's just I like, see. The Ooze! Like, he went on and on about Secret it. of the Ooze! Uh, nice. What is the Ooze? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to our next movie. Right. Now, what if you're a moviegoer and you're not 12 and you want to see a movie? Uh-oh. Who's going to save your day? <laughs> British accent girl, that's who. Along with her sidekick, The Human Condition. If you need them, they can be found in the Hall of Specialty Theaters aboard the USS Limited Release. <laughs> our next film is a lot like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and that this is a movie about a young person coming out of her shell. It's me before you. Karen, as we know, it's your kind of thing. Yes. Here we go! <laughs> Wheelchair month continues with mm. the first character who didn't get that way fighting other superheroes. <laughs> Me Before You, not to be confused with the biopic of the discovery of the male orgasm, tells the story of Will Trainer, who's confined to a wheelchair. Oh, after his fight with Magneto. No, after his fight with Paralysis. Ah, yes, Paralysis, who uses the color yellow to fight Green Lanterns. No. I understood that reference. <laughs> Based that makes on one of us. <laughs> Based on a book idea Nicholas Sparks already passed on, Me Before You, according to IMDb, is about an innocent and somewhat naive girl from a small English town who is hired to be the caretaker to a very wealthy London man who is paralyzed. After wiping his mouth and other orifices, she develops an unexpected love for him. Unexpected for IMDb, maybe, but certainly not by anyone who's ever left the house. And then it's cute meat, cute bee, and cute denouement for the next hour and 50 minutes mm. of spoon feeding. 
And by that, I mean both the food he eats and the plot. <laughs> Tell me something good. When I was little, my favorite outfit was my bumblebee tights. Bumblebee tights. So charming. Oh, so charming. Oh, ah! Well, that's an old reference. <laughs> Most of this trailer is her asking if he'd like to go on a trip. Spoiler alert, they do. <laughs> Have you found yourself ever wishing that Julia Roberts dying young with an, had a lot more British in it? Well, your wish is granted. It's not since the theory of everything have we seen a young brunette girl take such good care of a guy in a wheelchair as Amelia Clark stars as the young caretaker. So the big question is, will we see her boobs? Please, <laughs> she doesn't show her boobs in everything. You know you never would have let those breasts so near to me if I was in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, well, you never would have been looking at these breasts if you hadn't been in a wheelchair. <laughs> see, even he wants to see her boobs. <laughs> at one point he tells her to take the scarf off of her dress because she's covering up her boobs. Cleavage, yeah. Uh, Okay. But he does it in a British way so he doesn't get slapped. <laughs> and he's, he's in a wheelchair, so you're allowed to Charming. look at boobs. You know how many times I've asked to see more boob and get slapped? <laughs> I, well, I imagine. Well, you know what to do. Get in a wheelchair. Get in a wheelchair and in an accent. <laughs> Use the word knockers. <laughs> All right, so Sam Clayfin of the Hunger Games Mockingjay fame plays trainer, paralyzed in a horrific Fame-y. motorcycle accident. Uh, and no, see, here's the thing. He wasn't riding the motorcycle. Oh. He was hit by a motorcycle. Oh. Yeah, that's kind of... It's still it's, a motorcycle It's accident. new and different. Mm-hmm. Still sounds cool to the chicks. Now, I haven't <laughs> checked, <laughs> but based on what I'm guessing, I, I, I think this... Is this a comedy? How do you get hit by a motorcycle? I don't know. <laughs> you just don't move to the right Seriously, inch. it's half a step know. out of the way. You're done. Uh, now, before <laughs> Sam Claflin ever became an actor, his father Cliff always said good things about no. him. Those Japanese that say we've lost our ingenuity and the ability to get the job done ought to come to cheers and have a gander at Sam... <laughs> Having exhausted all the American roles they could play, these two British actors are forced to play British people. What? You can see it coming a mile away, the movie, as a classic Florence Nightingale tale. A young girl falls in love with a rich guy who might die soon. Boy, how does Hollywood come up with this stuff? There you go. Nightingale. Now, what's her superpower? <laughs> to fall in love with uh, d- got rich dying guys. <laughs> She's very wealthy. Well, I don't know, but if you flash the red cross into the clouds, oh, she'll come. And, the, yeah. the Nightingale <laughs> will arrive. Yes. Yes. Come and wipe your mouth. All I have to say is if you are ever in need of that kind of attention, you'd want some spunky brunette there helping you out. But I propose to you, Karen. Uh, yes, let's hear it. Do you, uh, can you envision yourself ever falling in love under these exact circumstances? I'll give you the handsomeness, I'll give you the extreme wealth, and I'll give you the Britishness. Britishness. You're 26, 26. But I'm in this different. Movie. I could. I'm one of those people that could. So you, no, that's you know tired, I mean? So you could do it. I could because, I mean, I fell in love with Paul. Wait, what? <laughs> he doesn't even have a wheelchair. No, you should have seen those eyebrows when we met. Come on. That's true. They were connected. <laughs> they were connected. Only recently we divided them. Right? <laughs> Everyone's got their handicap. Paul is Paul. Paul is Paul. <laughs> they were connected around to the back. That's what <laughs> No, I think that it depends. It takes a special kind of person. I think it takes a person that can to love Paul. I agree. To love the inner beauty of the person. Stop helping. <laughs> and I think that they set up the idea that she could be that kind of person. So it is. It is plausible, at least to women, that this yeah. would happen. Oh, 
absolutely. Because okay, I'm not buying it. Well, look at all the women that fall in love with <laughs> men who are in prison uh, that are killers. They marry them. And... Oh, oh, except for the money. Yeah, that's I need to put a reversal on what? this. Uh-huh. Bart, if you are in a wheelchair and you are, uh, you are you're paralyzed, screwed. you're you know you're gonna be like. This girl's going to fall in love with me. Oh. <laughs> She's going to want to be with me forever. I will tell you, if I ever end up in a wheelchair, yes. the world will owe me. I will be the biggest prick. <laughs> oh, no woman's falling in love with you. Here's the other thing. You have to be sort of charming. Well, I'm screwed. That's true, yeah. <laughs> but I will tell you why we will both That see would be this. the greatest Sorry, I hate to interrupt, but I just envisioned the greatest Oscar movie where it's the trailer starts out just like that one, but it's Bart, and then just for the last part of the movie, it's like, screw this, yeah, screw you, you're know, just so upset, so pissed the whole time, you just can't even get through it, and then the movie's over. Take a hike, why don't you love me for my money? Yeah. You would just be in that castle with your mom and dad. Yeah. That's but it. The, the money actually is what kind of takes me out of the realism, because like I said, he's literally on his way out. There's a there's in the trailer. I'm not giving anything away, but he he might die soon, and he's insanely wealthy. Bart, have She's you... got to put in three spoon feeding years and cha ching. Have you, uh, Bart? All right, let me ask you this. Yes. You've written another have Oscar. You... <laughs> have you ever been somewhere with? A person that you barely know, and you can tell that you need to just say something to make them just feel better about themselves or about that moment. Feels like the answer should be yes. But you have- <laughs> go ahead and say yes like, to keep this one going. Can't point to one. But- I, I'm just trying to think of like a time that, like, I was no, in the store and a lady asking, dropped something I and it broke, picked, and she I was have- embarrassed, so I made a joke and helped her clean it Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Because why be miserable? Yes, but I am not committing the next 20 years of my life to the woman who dropped her, her mayonnaise but jar th- in the this grocery is, store. This is a lady's job, too, though. She goes into it because she needed a job, but then it became something where she could actually make a difference. Some people want to make a difference. I, if you're asking I do. for vulnerability ah. for Bart, it's a short, no, you know, I, the show's not that long. All I'm saying is that... <laughs> yes. I just think it's a, a bit far-fetched if... Unless you take the money out. If you take the money no. out of it, then it's genuine. She's like, yeah, I really like this guy, but there's an ulterior motive here. The or money, possible. The money makes it better because she... Pro- because... <laughs> okay, not, end of sentence. Right? It makes it better. Because you're already going to be in this situation... Oops, Han Solo's attacking you. You're already going to be in a situation where you're hired to be a caretaker, and that's got to be a hard job. And then you go in, and the guy's cute. I would think it'd be easier if he was kind of like an old dumpy guy, because then there was no awkwardness. Now you're sort of attracted to him, and then you're like, well, I I know he's going to die, so I shouldn't get close, but he's kind of sweet, and I know that I could make his life better. And Okay. You know? Well, before before I go get myself in a wheelchair. Yeah, it's gonna not going to help you. Don't I'm gonna do go it. Go get rich. I'll try that first. Right. <laughs> See who comes around after right. that. You got your priority. Get yeah, rich. Exactly. Then get a motorcycle. Oh, okay. uh, Paul, Paul, if you need to take time out of the show, don't just search for any vulnerability from Bart. That's not going to take out enough time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're cutting this down to an hour. I will point out, though, that uh, Karen found out last night if Uh-oh. you type in, because she couldn't oh. remember the name of the movie. I can't she remember. She typed in you before me. It'll bring up this movie anyway. They, they figured yeah, me before you, you know, it, if you're close. I before E. It automatically <laughs> takes you to this movie. If, yeah, so it doesn't matter if you know what it's called. You just put in you, me, I, and it goes to this movie. And Dupree. Well, what, yeah, does Dupree this, what does Dupree bring up? If that, you put in that name of that movie, it comes here anyway. Russo Brothers. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, oh, and I don't like, this is a new trend, and you tell me what it okay, is. Then we'll get on to the next movie. But um, <laughs> the uh, trailer music that goes on too long, you know, like trailers should end, I think, with the meat of the movie representing the last 
image you're left with mm. or last thing okay. you, you know so this is the music going on too long you are pretty much the only thing that makes me want to get up in the morning wait for me to come <laughs> home like, who's that guy <laughs> who's that guy and why does he get the last set <laughs> you know, you'll hear it all the time now you will never not hear that because yeah. they do it interesting all the time so the wait the waiting moment gets lost that's a great line it to go out, out on but we don't yeah. sit with that. Now we got. We're you know, the Arctic monkeys too. Pretty much the only thing that makes me want to get up in the morning. Wait for me to come home. Who are you? Get out of my truck. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like who? Who are you? Why are you coming home? Let's get on to our That's next creepy. movie. Wait for me to come. Our next film is. Home. Wait, what? Pop star. Oh, oh this finally. is gonna be good. Judd Apatow has made a sequel to Aaron Carter's 2005 film Pop Star. Oh, let the franchise begin. No, oh, sorry, sorry, Paul. This is Pop Star with Andy Samberg. It's a new comedy that's really a tragic tale of how to stay relevant in the age of celebrity, where fame is more fleeting than the clothes on Zac Efron's chiseled chest. Mm. Uh, well, let's preview it anyway. Okay. Uh, here we go. Blowing the ears up. It's only right pop stars should have loud music coming. <laughs> Are you tired of all this non-stop stopping? Well, our next movie is vowed to not stop and continue to not stop non-stop. It's pop star, never stop, never stopping. This is the first movie from The Lonely Island, the sketch group that launched Andy Samberg to TV fame and brought us songs like Lazy Sunday, Jack Sparrow, and Like a Boss. Talk to Corbin. Like a boss. Approve memos. Like a boss. Lead a workshop. Like a boss. Remember birthdays. Like a boss. Direct workflow. Like a boss. My own bathroom. Like a boss. Micromanage. Like a boss. Promote synergy. Like a boss. Hit on Deborah. Like a boss. Get rejected. Like a boss. Swallow sadness. Like a boss. Send some faxes. Like a boss. Call a sex line. Like a boss. Do the showcast like a boss. Like a boss. In the movie, Sandberg plays a clueless, out-of-touch pop star, closely resembling Justin Bieber, who himself is a human parody of a clueless, out-of-touch pop star. <laughs> yeah, this would be a great place for a Bieber drop, but you know, 30 seconds of searching mm-hmm. de- depressed me. <laughs> it made me feel like humanity deserves everything that's coming to it after we elect Drumpf and a meteorite hits us anyway. I wouldn't give anything away there. This is Andy Samberg's first lead role in a movie, unless you include Hot Rod or That's My Boy, and who would? I believe we have some rare footage of Connor Forever, his character here, laying down tracks in the studio. Rap song, rap song, rap is the fad that the kids all dig. Fancy duds are what we sport, and when the ladies shake a leg, we peek at their buns. Yo, we're Brooklyn act. To call this a mockumentary would be stretching the use of the word mock, not to mention the liberal use of the word umentary. However, this movie does seem to try to steal a few pages out of films like This Is Spinal Tap and A Mighty Wind. Unfortunately, it forgot to steal the funny ones. Connor, don't worry about it. You were up there for like 10 seconds. It's a third of the way to Mars! Connor, we've talked about this. 30 Seconds to Mars is the name of a band. It's not a fact. (laughs) Environmentalists on the internet are already denouncing this movie due to the seal-killing scene. Are you okay? I've been in this situation before. I think I got these scars from wolves. Now let's get out of here. We killed Seal. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. Well, the internet does like to overreact. Oh my god. When Connor for real realizes that his second album is a bomb, he turns to cameos from various celebrities like Pink, Jimmy Fallon, Adam Levine. No, wait, sorry. That that's what this movie does when it realizes mm-hmm. it's a bomb. Oh. 
There's also a hint of a Simon Cowell cameo in the film's trailer, who, if I'm uh, to believe him when he says half the singers on American Idol are good, is also a pretty good actor. <laughs> this really is a movie you can't take seriously in any way, down to the hilarious name of the co-star, Imogene Poots. Imogen Poots. Thank you, Internet. I wasn't sure how to pronounce that. Oh, Bart. Uh, I disagree. I think you think funny. this looks funny? Oh, I, I think yeah. it looks completely thin. There's one dimension. I don't see any arc in it. And maybe that's because I'm used to trailers telling me everything I need to know. But uh, it just seems like a one-trick pony. Gosh, that... I hope that he comes to some sort of revelation or there's some change, like he gets changed in some way. That'd be great. Well, I mean, yeah. it's gonna be a Does parody, he grow? Maybe but it's going to be a parody of growth and change. Yeah, yeah it, a mean, funny right? version. You don't need the yeah. real one. No, like, no, no, maybe... not real one. It's just, it just yeah. looks like it's just stunt after stunt. Well, it would be funny if like all of a sudden he, he started doing humanitarian things and then he started writing like a theme song that's really ridiculous and started yeah it takes know, up green yeah or something well yeah. I, he's picked they've picked the right parody because this is that we we've previewed that type of movie before they do that justin bieber where it's supposedly a documentary but right. it's not at all i'll tell you what madonna what's, started that right uh truth well, yeah, what was that, that called true that is a long time was ago. it called yeah. truth or dare truth or dare, dare. yeah but I, I mean i think that what they're making fun of here is is they uh, got it coming great Oh, I, I agree with all that. I just can't see what the movie is about other than just making fun of slices of moments in his day, right? Well, well it might be a, like a walk hard. I mean, that's, yeah, you know, kind of covers that same it thing. It, it eventually take takes on the, the, the goofs that that musical biopic would do. This would probably do the same. Because, like, we all have that joke where um, everything was fine until they started drugs and then it all went to hell. Whenever you do that. Get those, out of here, Dewey. <laughs> when you, you don't do want part of this. Behind the, the movie or the music, whatever. So, uh, what I was telling Paul is I thought this was interesting because it feels like a. It can entertain two different directions. It can entertain from the direction of adults who grew up knowing what it looks like on the outside to see these parody movies and like Spinal Tap and stuff. And we go, oh, that's funny. There's satire. Then it can be interesting to young people who think it might be real-ish, yeah, and they're watching will... it going, that's how he these people make it. I want that life. Who's going to go in full Blair Witch and go, what? Well, you know, this wasn't real. There's probably some 11, 12, 13-year-old kids who are just going to go, that's what I want to do with my life. Sandberg's been showing up on like late night stuff in character. In right? character. After a while, Connor people got to think, oh, I like him. Oh, my goodness. There, there's all types. I'm just thinking they can entertain no. from both. Directions. I'll give you two reasons this is better than the average parody. Okay. Judd Apatow. Well, when I saw that, I thought, well, I'm holding out hope. Yeah, yeah. But he I didn't mean, write it, did he? Was he one of the writers? No, no the, but... The, the, the Lonely Island did everything. Yeah, okay. In fact, yeah. the two guys in it, in Lonely Island, who aren't Andy Samberg, Yorma, right, and the other guy, Ari are somebody, the directors. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's all the... There's something great about the title alone. It's totally a, a joke that we would make. Yeah, never stop, never oh, stopping. Yeah, that's brilliant. I, if I, I love that if joke. I, getting the, the trailer correctly, it looks like he puts out an album called Thriller Also. That's Taking our joke. Yeah. <laughs> Thriller that's 2, brilliant. Thriller as well. Thriller as well. As well. I, I like Thriller that kind of also. stuff. I think well, there's, it's a, a there's smart already satire. a couple of sequels in the in the make there, Paul. Uh, what are uh, they? What Bart? are they, Bart? <laughs> uh, no stopping the not stopping. Mm -hmm. uh, not stopping the never stopping. Always not stopping the stopping. Stop the non-stop not stopping. <laughs> And, then, and you're uh, not sure you're going to like this movie. Keep never stopping the not stopping and how to not stop the never not stopping. And pop star, look who's not stopping now. <laughs> look who's not stopping now. Also. Uh, it just looks like a good time. looks fun. It's perfect right. counter-programming. This is why I come. You've changed hey. my mind. This is why I show up. And here's something you, you will like. Go. 
What was what was that that documentary they did uh, or no the the fake uh, documentary the two tennis players Andy Samberg's oh, yeah. You know yeah I don't remember Seven the name Days in Hell Seven Days in Hell you, that, oh, yes, that yes. you would like and yes. that is him stretching something out of nothing like that really like that just that has very little premise to it and somehow just makes magic by doing like but really beating bits over the head really yeah they don't just get tired they <laughs> fall asleep on the court and everybody watches them sleep or whatever they they, they take it uh, very far I don't know I, I think. Uh, hey Paul, before I mean, before we move on, I have a question. I mean, just because yeah, this um, needs skewering, please somebody. Paul, what is a little boy like you doing with big boy smut? <laughs> there's no answer to that, right? I don't think there's yeah. an answer. No, he just smiles at him and takes yeah. the mail. Taylor Negron. Oh, he's so oh, good. He's not with us. Not with us anymore. Oh, Last Boy Scout. Oh, and there was a there was a stretch he's where great. he played the mailman in like six <laughs> movies. It was hilarious. He's so good. Didn't ask he for a dime. <laughs> Two dollars. Uh, well, with that, yes. I think we should be done with these new movies and get to two of the all-time greatest yes! comedies ever made, Better Off Dead and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, because we'll be back in ten seconds with the co-star of those films, Diane Franklin. Hang tight! Just as promised, didn't take long at all. Right? Mm-hmm. And we are joined by an actress whose performances in two classic 80s comedies, Better Off Dead and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, has entertained us here for years. <laughs> and now she's chronicled her career in a new book, and we will talk about it all with Diane Franklin. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so the word icon gets thrown around a lot. In your direction, yes. Aw, that's <laughs> nice. Right? I mean, iconic. You're, here's what I'm going to I'm going to start right off the bat by uh, saying yes. you can have your Kelly LeBrocks, but the true <laughs> connoisseurs of what was hot and sexy mm-hmm. in the 80s. Right here in the studio. Right here. And Milky, still is. Milky. But, but <laughs> when, when we would sit around and talk about the hot chicks in the 80s movies, mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, you get your Kelly LeBrocks from uh, Weird Science. Get your Linda Fiorentino right? and yeah. Vision Quest. But yeah. the true appreciation... Was for Diane Franklin. Yeah, yeah, uh, and the or as we call her, the French girl, and better off. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yes. Frenchy. In case yeah. you don't yeah. know, in fact, yes, we should say uh, she played one of the princesses in Bill and Ted's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And, and now, the character name in that? Uh, Princess Joanna. Joanna. Although I should have been actually, I was originally cast as Princess Elizabeth, but um, then they got the uh, credits wrong, so no oh, <laughs> I suddenly became Princess Joanna. So. <laughs> I hope that didn't mess with your character development yeah, yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah. I was completely destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what was happening. Lost your motivation. I don't know who this Joanna <laughs> chick is. She sounds like a mess. <laughs> right. yeah, and then, uh, of course, Monique and Better Off Dead. But he first yeah. came on the scene Very in nice. The Last American Virgin. <gasps> Karen with a K. Need a moment. That, it. Are you be all right? that, that was my HBO After Dark. That was oh. that was informative sexual years. Yes. <laughs> it was sexual education, and now yes. you know everything from that movie. I'm gonna try to look this way when you're talking to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. See, I I I still have never this seen the so last legend. American <gasps> Virgin. You right? have to see it. So my 80s sexual. You, you're, you've missed your sexual education. I, I had missed Karen. It. This explains I, a lot. Yes, it does explain <laughs> a lot. Sorry, better honey, get, we better get on this. If he had seen this movie, he would know so much more. Oh. I had mischief. Right. Remember uh-huh. mischief, Kelly Preston. 
Oh, she was beautiful oh. too. Yeah. yeah. So no. that's that's what I. Hate. But 80s. she had the same last name as you. You can't. That's creepy. So 80s had weird. gorgeous I had a weird women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but what's cool? We were discussing this uh, beforehand. Is the fact that the last American Virgin and uh, Porky's, which you actually you said last American Virgin was made before that first, but got released after. Yep. But that whole wave oh. of teen things that, that it gave rise to something like Better Off Dead or Breakfast Club. With yep. the kind of legitimate comedy auteurs being given their first chances, although I mean uh, John Hughes for you know was Sixteen Candles is his first, but it's because of movies like that. Yep. So it's really cool that you were the beginning, and, uh, the part of the rise of that, but then also like this this new auteurship that kind of like eighty five. That's the year's Breakfast Club. That's you know th- this uh, Better Off Dead. It's a you know, weird, weird science. Weird it science, started. Yeah. It started with Last American Virgin, and in fact that was the first movie we were actually finished first, but we came out after Fast Times just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it like kind of ended with Bill and Ted, sort of like I mean that kind yeah, of like you know I kind of it's a legitimate arc took care of the eighties. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I brought up all you young <laughs> now you all know about sex and love <laughs> and the national language. But and even um, we were we were talking about this in the the living room before we came out here. I feel that that may have brought the gentleman to a new coming of age, pun intended, as you'd like to call it. Thank you. But as far as for oh, thank you, but for a woman, uh, I have to say that I liked the fact that it helped people who looked like me, who had brown hair and brown eyes Thank and weren't yes. exactly Kelly LeBrocky, but I could look on screen and see a reflection of myself and go, oh, there's a woman who's not only funny, but she's strong and she's smart. And I love the scene where she fixes the car because yep. that reminded me that it's okay to be smart and interested in things that weren't like pretty dolls and the fact that you yeah. love the Dodgers. Yes, the Dodgers. I love are that. You, are, you talking about this, are you talking about this scene? This one, she dummy. She dummy for this real slime bag, a guy named Stalin. <laughs> Stalin. Stalin. I race Stalin tomorrow. Oh my God! I have to get to a cave right now. No, no, this is what I speak of. This is good way of getting this attention. Wanna beat him? Beat him? Yes. I can't beat him. I can't. I think all you need is a small taste of success, and you will find it suits you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Wow. That's really great. Yeah. Yeah. It's very nice. I, wow. That was a great line. Great line. That's and very it was great. great. It was so. It's so true. You all need this sweet, uh, small taste of success. Now, is that a, a, a real accent or a fake one? Uh, absolutely real. <laughs> it was completely real. It's a real I, accent. I, I completely. Am, it was definitely an accent. When you <laughs> when you auditioned, did you have a French accent oh, in your pocket? Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, here was great. I was auditioning. You know, uh, Savage had me co- go for the role of Beth originally, oh. and but I had finished the films just before and I had the French accent oh, great. and so I was very happy because when they saw the script I was like I am definitely going for this part I want this part of Monique and so I went in and I just talked like this I was talk- I, ve- I just said I'm going to talk like this and and they couldn't stop laughing ah! <laughs> I guess it was horrible I don't know <laughs> well, you never <laughs> spoke like, that's hilarious you never spoke straight uh, English well I did speak uh, I know I, I came in speaking English but then like I just started to talk French and I said I really think I should play this Monique so it was very Daniel Day Lewis of you I just had to go into it and they were like what or the fat guy from Borat Uh yeah he did the the fake accent he's so good Um, but yes so he just talked like this and then they were like oh my goodness Uh, and I said thank you very much Uh, I left the audition talking with a French accent I was just so so they literally called you in for Beth yeah wow did you read Beth with the French accent 
Yes. No. Um, <laughs> those of you I'm like, you not, are a ballsy actress. Those of you may I, not know a lot about the 80s movies. We've moved on to Better Off Dead, which oh, is easy to yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. Such a great movie. Um, yeah. No, I started, I, I went in as kind of Beth, and then they were like, maybe Monique. And I'm like, no, you've got to let me read Monique. Yeah. Um, and, and I just, I mean, I just started to improvise as Monique. And then I also, and same thing with Bill and Ted's. I, I went in and they, well, they said to me, they wanted me to come in for Joan of Arc, I think. And then they said to me, well, do you, can you do an English accent? Could you be a princess? And I was ta- started to talk like this, and I said, "Well, of course I can do an English accent, and it just depends on what kind of English you want." And so, I was talking like this, and so it was. But it was. It's like I just started doing it. And then I would go to the German accent sometimes, <laughs> and then talk about World War Two, and say I had some <laughs> the shame and the sadness of my it's life. It's good that you I have that improv background because uh, apparently that comes in handy. It hey, you could have gotten Napoleon. It does. <laughs> you could have been Napoleon. No, why can't they? just hire me for Napoleon. I don't understand what the typecast is. Just think, then you would have been at the water slide. Think about it, Bart. Think about it. Yeah, but I... (laughs) Oh, I am. I bet you are. I am thinking about it. Now, with Better Off Dead, Savage Steve Holland, the director, that movie is basically lunacy with a huge heart. And that's why it lives. Oh, it was fantastic. It was like, it's a great... um, You know, and I have to tell you, we didn't see it as lunacy. We thought it was when when that movie came out and everyone in the cast, Curtis, Amanda, even John, like, I mean, we loved this film because it was so... Unique. It was. It, there was no mm-hmm. violence, no graph. I mean, no graphic violence, no like sex scene. I didn't have to take my shirt off. It was great. I mean, one one of the strikes against it. <laughs> one of the strikes against it. Now here's the thing. I mean, she's pointing out. That, you know, films in the '80s were. It was a time where women was starting to take a stand in films and sort of like it, it's like where's the role modeling? Beginning of the '80s. You know, and and it, you know, you're seeing Madonna. You see all she used her sexuality, but she was on her own, making her own money. And you you f- take for granted the fact that women were trying to get into the man's world, make money. And not to say that men shouldn't be making the money, but this was like it was a big deal. I mean, and I even talk about it in my book about you know working and getting a job as an actress in the 80s was like I may have done all these very feminine and soft or maybe more victimized characters but I was you know in a man's world trying to make money and get work and suddenly and finally and thank goodness for Brooke Shields there were roles for young feminine characters because before Brooke Shields came along it was all these um you know like uh Tomboys. No, no, it was tomboys. It was, you know, Christy McNichol. Christy McNichol and Tatum O'Neill. And so, as you were a feminine. Still recovering from that left turn that she threw (laughs) me, but whatever. Sorry, sorry. But you you couldn't get any work. There were no roles written for it. Suddenly, Brooke Shields comes on the scene with with Pretty Baby, and it was like, oh my gosh, Mm. now you could be a pretty feminine girl. And all of a sudden, these roles were coming out, and everyone was going, you know, you know, we want girls with those eyebrows. And so mm-hmm. all of a sudden, Lori Loughlin and Lisa Shu and, you know, like Mar- Catherine Mary Stewart, and we were all getting like auditions. We're like, oh my gosh, you know, we're getting, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the ability to go out for auditions. Um, Phoebe Cates, you know, so the look came in. And then I did Virgin, and uh, which is now this is, this is uh, my first book, but I'm coming out with a second book this August. Um, and the second book will talk about how, um, you know, sort of my career kind of kickstarted this whole curly haired world of mm. actresses and, and business and, uh, you know, sort of just exploded this acting career. And it's, so it's just kind of interesting how, act, I don't know, like the, how the entertainment business affects society and yet it's also society affects the business. It goes back and forth. You know, it's it's we 
the career of even the 80s actresses have affected our culture. Yeah. Also, <laughs> also really true. especially us from yeah. the timing of them, well, at least. Right? Also, you were, you were mentioning earlier, and it just it kind of dawned on me that all of the you know uh, iconic uh, female roles from these teen movies and stuff, with the, a couple of big exceptions like red-haired uh, Molly Ringwald, yep. but it is it's largely, and I'm a brunette fan, uh, <laughs> it's the rise of the brunettes in some ways. Like, mm-hmm. the, like really, some the, a lot of these, like, I mean, Demi Moore, you got your, I mean... Uh, well, here, uh, here, I can say it specifically. It <clears throat> became, what happened was, with, with Virgin, that was like ethnic beauty mm-hmm. became american mm. became american instead BBK, of swedish looking women right yeah. yeah. american like, and you know the 60s was yeah. very uh, very much well the 70s, 70s. was like blonde well, you had Lonnie you know, anderson charlene tilton yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Farrah fawcett yeah. Yeah. charlene you know, like you know uh, teagues whatever her name was cheryl teagues you know so all of a sudden this but it became american this mm. is like the i mean last american virgin my look suddenly was associated with this is a dream girl but she's American dream girl Mm. and that's a very Mm. different thing I did not look like the you know typical American girl Farrah Fawcett was you know Mm -hmm. prior to or you know Marsha Brady, I don't know, you know. Or the girl so, next door. Right? When did the Noxzema girl hit? Remember that girl? She, you have a very similar look to wait, that Noxzema girl. Wait, wait, Are you talking about Rebecca Gayhart? Am I? Okay. Oh, I think so. Okay, okay, okay. Now, big this eyes? Is, this big is, eyes, eyebrows, yeah. dark okay, wait, hair. Wait, wait, very, wait. Actually, she's very reminiscent of you. Okay, mm-hmm. can I just say something? Okay. She stole your look. Oh, no, wait, no. This gets even better. That's what I'm saying. Brett Ratner just wrote the most amazing forward for me for my new oh, book. really? And Brett Ratner dated her because he had seen. <gasps> oh, oh that's it's funny. Uh, I rest my case. <laughs> you, you I think that's it. what I just that's said. Amazing. You nailed it. Yeah. I, you think nailed you it. I, think, I think that was the reaction everyone had to the Noxima girl was, right? oh my God, it looks just like Diane Franklin. And that's what he said. <laughs> now let yeah. me bring this. I can't believe you said this. I'm telling you. That is amazing. But it's true. And the seriously. more I'm thinking about it right this moment, I'm like. That's... I didn't tell him this, Brett. This is serious. Like, check this out. I'm serious. He just said that. That's crazy. Now, let me make sure that I stress this important fact, too, though. It's not just because you were at a time and a place where your look became popular. It's also, I think, because not only could you look beautiful, but you were able to deliver this um, intelligence for a female that was also vulnerable and funny. And not just pathetic and sexy. And (laughs) And victim. And victim and ridiculous. But, like... Being a girl growing up, I would climb trees and I would say, how can I build a a thing that, you know, I can sit on in the tree and I make my own tree house and be creative, not ju- and be creative, and not just put, capable. figure out how to put on makeup and straighten my hair. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And your character actually would make stuff and do stuff. And, and I think that you brought that quality, too, obviously, to the part. That, I'm going to tell you something. Out of all the characters that I've played, that was the character that was closest to who I was. Right. Monique. Um, Monique. Monique yeah. mm-hmm. um, the one that was furthest from who I am, I, in a way, well, I guess I would have to say Amityville. Amityville, right? <laughs> Amityville too, maybe? Uh, yeah. And that's, that's okay. <laughs> Thank that's you. okay. Thank you. Uh, I had no brother, and um, no, nor did I have incest with the brother that I didn't have. Oh, fantastic. Um, Sorry, yeah, Nor have I had incest. Good for you. Which, you know, thank you. <laughs> that's good. good. That's good. Um, it's okay. And the victim, so victim. So, like, passive. So, so, so. I mean, um, I was, like, I mean, I have to say, like, I wasn't a very assertive person in, a, in in part of my my personality. I could totally connect with that character and emotionally, but like, not yeah. There you go. Just a little different. A little mm-hmm. different. I remember. I remember when I had to create that relationship with my brother. And you don't mind being my brother right now, do you? Not at oh. all. <laughs> Thank you. So um, yeah, when I created that relationship, I was like, how do people? How do people who have brothers? 
use how do they relate to each other you know it's like so you don't have a brother at all you're no saying. no, no so I'm i didn't, only child I didn't, as well so. right right i had no idea so it's like i'm going you know that's kind of the hey <laughs> like hi god you know like it's a hi, different thing hi okay. right it's like you know to me like guys are like mysterious and like cool and like <laughs> what's that about right you know like just it's a whole different thing and i had to learn like okay how do people, how do brothers and sisters, you know, the voice, the body, it's a whole different thing. So the relationship thing is different, you know, like that, you know, that, that sexual thing could, I could understand, but I'm like, wait, no, you don't have a sexual thing with your brother. That's not happening. Right? <laughs> so I had to like, remind yourself. Put some post-its up. Put some post-its up. Don't. Don't do it. No. You <laughs> tease a guy. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, as an actress, you have to figure out, okay, what it is. But again, when you're talking about, you know, Monique, that character, that role model is 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 just like an it was just like I didn't even think twice about it. Like I could totally relate to that character. Um, could I really fix a car in real life? No, you would not want to give me the car, but <laughs> I would try. Right. Yeah. And maybe it would work. I'm the one who fixes, you know, the, the all the equipment in our house. You know, I don't know how to do it. So am I. So am I. I can try. I just look at it and try to figure out what looks like it's not right. What well, makes sense. Yeah. Okay. We it's, just want to see you wearing overalls, kind of jaunty, maybe no shirt underneath, uh, yeah. and then like a yeah. smudge that of grease is, on your forehead. I'm from the Midwest. Nothing yeah. is hotter than overalls well, with maybe just, nothing right, underneath. Nothing I was just yeah. about to say, when, when Monique pulls <laughs> out from underneath that car, oh. right. that... A lot of men who already found her, a lot of boys who already found her attractive were like, nice. done, deal, that's it. That's the yeah. one I'm going to marry. Yep, I could do that yeah. too, yeah. yeah. Now, I wouldn't bring up this number unless the uh, the press did it first, but we had the 30th anniversary of Better Off Dead. Wow. Did yes. you take part in any of the oh. celebrations? Did you go to yes. that? I know they showed it at the Egyptian here Yes, in and in fact, I almost watched, uh, wore the shirt that they, they gave me. Um, it said Monique, period, with Ricky. Like They said the three names, like it was like Monique. Ricky and Charles Demar, and you know how like they write it in print and then they put a period. Like they they give you one of those shirts. Oh, oh yeah, right? yeah, the three name shirts or four name shirts, right? Just They're print. Say Shaq, Kobe, or oh, you know, right. like that. But it, yeah, yeah, but they, they do did. it for the cast of. Yeah, uh, yeah, they did it for us, and um, we so we oh, had thirtieth anniversary at the Egyptian Theater, and because I have connections, um, I tried. I, I got uh, um. Kim Darby, who played the mom, to come. Oh, she's Ooh. so funny. And I got. Um, but you like raisins. Right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> you got it. The that crowd must have gone sounds nuts. Just like you. Her. Thank you. you do, do that again one more time. But right? you, but you like raisins. I know. It was. <laughs> Thank you. That was great. That was Thank great. Um, and uh, I got. Um, the paper boy. Oh. I got the paper boy. Oh, no to oh my God. We want to meet him. Oh, Damien. that's fantastic. Damien Slade, I got there. Oh. And I said to Damien, you have no idea how many people <laughs> will flip out yeah, that they oh, met the paper boy. Yeah. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm an adult man. And it's like, I'm like, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. understand. <laughs> Let me tell you, explain. Have you ever gonna... heard 300 people saying at the same time, oh, I want my $2? I said, you don't, you're going to make people's lives. They're going to oh. be like, they're going to go home and know that they've had a good life just because they saw it. We all just <laughs> recently <laughs> met Scott Farkas. Well, yeah. Scott oh. Farkas. Scott Farkas from A Christmas Story. Oh, that's the same oh thing. That's oh. like meeting the paper boy yeah. from yeah. Better Off Dead. Oh, Do you I, know what Zach Ward? That's the actor. Well, and and, uh, and Scott Schwartz. Oh, from, yeah. Who got his tongue stuck? From the stuck. toy. Oh, yeah. Right. He got yeah. a tongue stuck. Oh, there. Is yeah. that my thinking and of a different movie? No, no, no. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He um he's the one who actually got me sort of back in the 
in this whole world why I'm kind of sitting here. Oh, right? wow. I, That's I who we blame. Wait, it all what? started. It happened. Started with him. I, I ran into him at a at um actually ran into his dad. <laughs> his dad worked at a store in my home in the town I live in, and I said like, does anybody care about like movie photos and, and he's like my son does and he oh. does these conventions and i'm like oh, oh okay and that's how are I'm you not on the con circuit yeah have you done conventions oh you, you are i've seen you oh, at i Comic-Con. do oh, oh, okay. i would imagine are you kidding yeah, yeah. But and, it, and how i'm sorry i want to yeah. get real quick back to the paper boy what was his yeah. name slade damien slade damien slade is he Great unaware name. of yeah how this awesome movie and how really? yeah and what a place it has for you a know i'll tell you something here's the thing okay did he like walk off the set and like no. that's it? I'm turning my back on Hollywood. I'll never pay attention to anything ever <laughs> there, again. There's a lot of actors who have no idea mm. how unbelievably loved they are. Wow. Yeah. And see, I walk around with the exact same yeah, opposite this, delusion. Uh, I'm convinced yeah, everyone. She's only that. known you an hour. And she knows this. Yeah. Well yeah. phrased. <laughs> uh, um, you know, John Cusack has no idea. I mean, he is adored. I mean, I have so many people who have come up to me and have told me that they're in love with John and and like in just like they've that he's made their life you know yes he's oh made gosh. their life and are you kidding that's why I married him because I wanted John Cusack and this is the best I could do <laughs> I mean come on Karen is full of compliments Wait, <laughs> Thank you. See, there you <laughs> That's go. That's the best I can do. John, Paul's going to put see? himself in a wheelchair. At the end of this one. <laughs> John, you. These I'm going to start going to conventions because of you. Right? Yeah. The scene where yeah. he plays the saxophone for Monique. Paul would do that stuff. I played the second. And I bet you watched See? him and you realized that's what the chicks like. Come on, don't tell them. I mean, if you give some a girl a TV dinner, yeah. you're, it's done. It's, it's totally done. done. It's done deal. Um, no, it's, it's such an important thing that people crushes are why we get married, why we fall in love. It's important. Acting crushes are the, the reason. If you don't have an acting crush and you haven't had that, how are you ever going to meet somebody but mine's with ryan gosling oh, well, <laughs> how's that gonna work out just, monique no, yeah gotta, yeah no it's <laughs> well it started with tom cruise did and i transitioned yeah. did I, I get uh, more or less feminine on that i move? think you have more feminine <laughs> i have to tell you something i do not understand why i never got to work with tom cruise me I think either really i can't figure it out why have why? i not worked with there's tom some cruise? mysteries that have, have yeah. not been are solved. you uh, a fan of his work um yeah right? but maybe maybe it's because they never i never did really action or something but you know, I was like, a, I was little. I was, I'm five mm. two. You'd be and, you perfect. Know, I would you'd definitely shoot with him. Yeah, you'd know. be. They wouldn't have to put him on an apple crate right. or whatever. No, like crate. I work with you. Dark oh, sorry, I meant box. <laughs> sorry, box. Well, he was with Rebecca DeMornay, the tall blonde. Yeah. Right? <laughs> risky know, business. I, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's just Kelly McGillis, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, but you know, it's th- interesting. Mike J. Nichols, friend of the show. Hi, Mike J. Nichols. Told me Hi. once about. Uh, we were we had this obsession a while back with Star Wars Kid. If you remember that viral video about the kid who got the mop handle and filmed himself just spinning it around in the like garage? a lightsaber. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. mm-hmm. And then it leaked and like apparently his mom said, We don't want any part of this and I'm gonna sue and I'm gonna get the kids in trouble to put this on a thing. But if Star Wars Kid showed up at a Star Wars oh. convention He'd be a with the mop handle oh, and just kidding? raised it in the air, <laughs> you would have 4,000 people it going nuts. Yeah, yeah. It would be an apocalypse. <laughs> it would be the he end of He could take pictures with all of them and charge 20 bucks and oh. make yep. a mint. His retirement. But it's all no. mm-hmm. lost. No, you're yeah. right. They missed that opportunity. I so. wish I had done a Star Wars. Just <laughs> make me an extra in a Star Wars movie. Still I would have been like going to the Star Wars conventions and I would have been like, 
Or Star Trek. You'd be great in yeah. Star Trek. Come yeah, on. Star, yeah. If you were walking, okay, say you're in the Vons, Diane. Right. And if you saw Cool Breeze Reeves, could you walk up and say hi to him and he'd know who you of were? Of course. I oh, love that. Nice. Oh, totally. And and yeah, oh. absolutely. Cusack. I actually actually ran into, um, who did I run into? I did a movie of the week with Bill Paxton. Ooh. Oh, I ran into one. him. We like that. But we d- I dated him, didn't we? But still. Um, but, yes! he, but he remembers. That's awesome! Yay! What was that movie called? Okay, oh, it was called Deadly it. Lessons. And what Deadly happened was, lessons. and he's the up. sweetest guy. And I ran into him in a convention. And I went up to him. Like, I actually sneaked up behind him. And I was like, guess who it is? And, he, and you know, he could have been like, who? Who are you? You know, but he just he picked me up and he whirled me around. And I thought, how awesome is that? You know, and and that was so funny because he was on his way to he said, I got to catch a plane to go mm-hmm. see um, to, to do it with Tom Cruise, the movie Tom Cruise. And he just took off. And it, but it was like, so funny. And I thought how like just this like this tiny moment where like, you know, Six degrees of what is yeah. this? Separate, whatever. Edge of tomorrow. Is that yeah, what he was right. Doing? Yeah, oh, oh. he was on his way. Did you yell, but, "Take um, me with you"? Take me with you, <laughs> Tom Cruise. Um, but also a, in that movie, I love him. I love Bill Paxton. He's you have a Deadly awesome. Lessons update? Uh, Ali yeah. Sheedy. Oh, Ali Sheedy. Ali yeah. Sheedy. I work in with the new X Men film. Here's and it's so funny. I got to tell you something. Ali Sheedy is such a like a, a such a wonderful actress, and she's such a cool person. And we did this movie of the week, you know, Deadly Lessons, and. <laughs> I, I starred in it and I couldn't get like she was in it too she was starring but I was this like the main girl and I thought why am I the main nobody knew who I was and she was like the main girl and I'm thinking why am I here <laughs> why <laughs> who are like I'm I felt so it was so bizarre for me when I got cast in that because there were these big name people and I was just like I didn't I was but then I had to play the girl who was sort of I was the farm girl coming into this rich prep school, and they all played rich girls. But whatever, I just—it's kind of amazing. The business is just a bizarre place where. You, Here, you here's find what yourself. I imagine happening. Uh, yes. does, tell me if I'm right or wrong, and if I'm wrong, please make this happen. Okay. I imagine a world where you and Phoebe Cates and Leah Thompson yes. get together yes. and you hang out and you have a little club, right? I want to make a TV show like that. I want to. <laughs> right? Are you Babes of the Eighties? I was going like, to say, yeah, you have like right? a, a sleepover pajama party, and then there's a panty raid, right, right Bart? Right, right, right. And there's a pillow fight, and maybe yeah. a mud wrestling pit. And there's never a mud wrestling no, pit at sleepovers. No, 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 no. There's 80 babes and they're hot and they look great and they're like having like, you know, 80s, you know, problems being, being in the real world because they're from the 80s. They get That's 80s, true. Yeah. 80s world. Um, they catch something on fire with Aquanet. It's all very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody jumped onto Bill and Ted, so let's get to that first. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, this, uh, of course, puts Keanu on the map, right? Yes. So, uh, did you, uh, any. Interesting stories about working with Cool Breeze. We love him. Uh, we're, we're Cool Breeze fans, big time fans. at this I just, table. Keanu and I, well, we didn't have a lot of time uh, together, but we did. We were in Rome together, and we went sightseeing together. That sounds um, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that sounds kind of good, huh. doesn't it? Yeah. Um, okay. Put that yeah. in your Strange Days memory thing. <laughs> just relive that. Let's that just go to Paris um, with Keanu again. Yeah, anyway, anyway, we didn't do much. <laughs> we, we didn't do much, but we did, we did sightseeing in, in Rome. I think if you were to say to women, a lot of women, you'd yeah. say, what would you rather do, make a movie with Keanu Reeves or visit Rome with Rome. Rome. Right. Exactly. Now you were in Rome? Well, yeah, because we were shooting we were shooting Bill and Ted's and we had some time off. But Bill and Ted's shot in Rome? Did they? Yes. The, oh. the castle scene was in Rome. Oh, was it really? Yeah. It looked it was said they said English uh, England, but it was yeah, Rome. Yeah. But I guess you gotta um, go to there to get a building that old. I just would assume yeah. it was all done in Hollywood or Me too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Long Beach. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, no, it was it was funny. And but I was with Alex and, and Kim also. We were like four of us were t- sightseeing and stuff. It was really fun oh. you know it was really nice um but we didn't have a lot of time so it was like 
like really fast, but we took like little pictures and stuff, and it was great. I mean, um, the guys were awesome. They were fantastic. Now, I love them. You and Kim, the other princess? Kim, yes. Uh, just Kim. got together recently. Now, how we rarely did. does that happen or does it happen all the time? No, this was the first time. We actually recently did a show um, right here in, in Los Angeles, and she had never done a show before, and I and we're going to do another one. We're going to do another one in October. Oh, um, cool. But I can't say what it is yet. Oh, but all it's, right. Uh, this but last one was Monster Palooza. But it's Palooza, in the South. Yeah? Yes, oh, it was okay. Monster Palooza. And so I, I was telling her these shows are so much fun. So the funny part was, we we dressed up as the princesses because we thought, oh, this is going to be fun for pe- people taking pictures with the babes, but like people just wanted to like talk about other movies. <laughs> 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 okay, right. So like they were talking about other things. So um, I don't know if we'll be dressed as princesses next time, but um, we'll effort. be dressed as hot. Babes. You know they're going to want you in overalls and a smudge on your well, face. Right. That's all well, these men really one. want, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. right? Did you sense that? Be- I mean, man, we could go on about Better Off Dead, but I think there's plenty to talk Please. about with Bill and Ted. Did you sense that movie? Because we watched it recently. Because Karen finally I've never saw seen she it. hadn't seen it till this oh, you've week. You've never seen oh, it. Oh, I loved it. It was oh, so funny. I saw it in the theater. So I love that movie. I have for years. But it's interesting how it's kind of a risk the way those characters talk. In a way, like you know, the fact that Bill says, "My colleague Ted here," when he's talking to the teacher. <laughs> you know, they just have such strange conversation. They have yeah. such strange dialogue it's very that unique. can hit or or mm-hmm. not hit, and it hit big. Oh, I just think what's funny is that it was actually, I mean, certainly Keanu's part was sort of a spinoff from Spicoli. From, so yeah. it's like the yeah. beginning 80s and the end of the 80s. It, you know, so if, you're, if you knew that, you know, Ridge, uh, Fast Time at Ridgemont High, then you totally got the joke. And if mm-hmm. you just saw it, like, for the first time, you're like, who are these guys, you know? Um, that character is just, I mean, Sean Penn, that creation of that character was iconic. It is mm-hmm. is iconic. Because and, it was the last time and, he was interesting. Right. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh Sean but, Penn but, joke. But, but, that's uh, gonna be true. Here's the thing about it. It made him endearing. Okay. Same thing with Keanu. It made him endearing. So when they did all the serious stuff, people were like, okay, we will watch all this because we fell in love with you in these movies. You know, so they'll watch the serious. And stuff, I had so, the yeah. opposite thing because I fell in love with Keanu and other movies. And then when I saw oh, him in this, I'm like, he's so funny. <gasps> that's interesting. I thought wow. he was so. I love the positive uh, the two things. I'm just such a sucker. It is for a this. great performance when you if it's, you only know his career after Bill yeah, and Ted's, you like, go, he can God. do that too. Right. Well, the <laughs> thing the is, the, the Matrix. Yeah. I love the, the Lake House. <laughs> Shut up. Right? Oh, I love Kana and, and Sandra. But um, I love the fact that he and his best friend love each other and mm-hmm. they look out for each other yeah. and yeah. they think that <laughs> what they do and what the other person does is great. Yeah. And they accept Very everybody. Positive. Yeah. And they get worried for a second and drop it and move on. Like when something bad happens, they're like, oh, that was bogus. <laughs> Let's do something else. Right. Oh, my God, I want to live Very like that. Very good-natured, yes. It's so perfect. Well, you know, that's what I think about the 80s is that it's upbeat. It's a fun time. It's music an upbeat was time. Too. And it's, right, and the mm-hmm. music was yeah. amazing. Um, yeah, no, that's, I I mean, I really, I love that attitude. And then even like Monique in the Better Off Dead, same upbeat, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. some, you have a problems, you go and you fix it. And you go on and you just. Yeah, because she could have, she totally could have moped around, but instead she thought okay well there's this creepy dude who's talking to me and the more I don't speak English that's a good way to go yeah so as long as no one thinks I can speak English then I can at least kind of keep that at a bay and keep him away from me a little bit yeah but but she's all alone uh, let's just talk this for she's all alone in a strange country <laughs> exactly and she's gonna make the most of it and right. she's using these really smart tactics to figure out how to deal with it and then she realizes she has a friend across the street who just happens to be gorgeous very good, good. <laughs> excellent. excellent. But no, you're what you're what you're cap, what you're focusing on, which I love, is it's 
a positive head. It's like taking something, mm-hmm. and it's not that kind of like, oh, what? She like, completely I mean, could have yeah. complained and moped and had right. a fit. Yeah, and, and you know that attitude is like, like we get a little bit of that sort of. I mean, I mean let's put it this way: eighties was upbeat, fun. And okay, sure there was cocaine, but still. Uh, but then we <laughs> went to so fun, fun, right? And then we went to the '90s, a little bit like you know, down, like oh, uh, you know, I'm so sick of that reality upbeat. bites and, and all know, that, right? Right? Mm-hmm. And you know, like okay, life will go, always go back and forth. You know, f- you know, there, it's not like you know, you want to be always happy. Um, but there is something to be I mean, said about that, yeah. right. See, there you go. But now we're <laughs> in a time, suburbs, right? <laughs> we're in a time when it's a post-apocalyptic where everyone's out to kill teenagers now. Yeah. So it's yeah. changed. oh, you mean in teen movies? In teen movies? Oh, yeah, I know. But oh yeah, my god! Teen movies are way we have to far kill the teenagers. Hunger like, Games, Maze Running. Jeez, yeah. speaking of speaking of killing people, um, I just was saying, uh, you know, I'm doing a new film right now. Oh yes, <gasps> and this mm-hmm. just to pass this on. If you're watching, um, it's called a uh, Waking Nightmare, and all I can tell you is, oh my gosh, so good! It's so good! It's so good! I, and I have such a juicy part. I think she's and killing people, you guys. It's. Sh- I'm guessing. Um, all I can tell you is, when you see this film. I mean, I'm uh, as ex- I'm, ex- I'm excited. I'm as excited about this film as I am about Better Off Dead. Ooh, it is so good. Wow. I like that. It's well, such a good movie. I and like that. It's it moves and it's it's. I'm sh- and we're in the middle of shooting it now, so Ooh, cool. it's really, really, really good. And I will, I'll tell you, you will not be disappointed that's at my cool. character. Those of you who even know me from the '80s, you'll really like this. Character. Oh, that's great. Now this is a scary movie yeah. or a scary. Okay. It's called Waking Nightmare because it's about a girl, uh, my daughter, who is played by Shelley Regner, who is um, one of the Bella's in uh, uh, Pitch Perfect, Uh, the Bella, and uh, she is hilarious and she's awesome, but not in this movie. In this movie, she's um, my daughter (laughs) and she has uh, nightmares um, and she... Uh, she commits murders in her <gasps> these nightmares. A little bit so, of a Caligari you'll thing. Yeah. You'll see. Oh. You'll see. Is it all but, all um, because of Ambien? <laughs> Spoiler Stop alert! It. Stop it's it! Ambien. The original title was Ambien, Ambien but somebody see? started threatening us. <laughs> 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 Ambien. Now this uh, this Ambien. announcement you're making, you can't make announcements like this anymore on Facebook, right? So do you need to oh, tell okay. your fans? All right. Yeah. Okay. So here's what, what it is. What's I want Okay. Here's Facebook fans. All right. On a bunch of my interviews that I've done. Recently, I said, oh, go to Diane D. Franklin, friend me, okay? Because I was all excited, like, we could still be friends. And I didn't do this. I'm telling you right now, Facebook took it took my second page and took off took it off they just like they took it it wasn't me I did mm. not get she rid did of it. not defriend and you did, and here's what's happening okay Diane Franklin has 5,000 fans and I check it every day like is somebody gone so that I could bring new people on it and I've got like you know starting a list of people who want to be on it so stay there because you know people might leave or I might just say if you haven't responded you can to only me, have 5,000 is that yeah, a deal yeah, you can only have 5,000 on a fan page there's a yeah. wait list to get on Diane. right there's a wait yeah. list and <laughs> I might go if sorry you, Karen and you're not on the list. I'm not. <laughs> I might do this thing where I was like, if you don't friend, you know, respond as a friend to me in the next like, you know, five days or five days, you're out. Like, because I want other people to be who are more like present. You know, it's interesting don't, that don't you panic, should but. do that because I have friends who are doing that with their Donald Trump friends. So they're like, if you post a Donald Trump thing in the next five days, I have to unfriend you. Wow. So they just make turns it out known. that's not a law. It's right. not. <laughs> it's not a law. 
<laughs> the media is very biased about Weird. that, but yeah, it's not okay. really a lot. By the way, if you can't get on Diane Franklin's page, you come over to ours. Oh, We've see? got some slots. Yeah. <laughs> we do have some slots at the movie guys on Facebook, right? Couple openings. <laughs> Seriously, like, oh my gosh. But if, but then if you don't friend me there, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Go to the fan page, I guess. Is that? And I will post information on my fan page. Too. Yeah, because you can have unlimited but people there. I think. On so fan weird. pages, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just the weird. I don't know. Fan pages are bizarre to me. I don't get that because I like to talk. Like I like to have people respond. To yeah, because you can't tag but, people on fan pages. It's so annoying. Like I put up something from the boobays and I want someone to hear it, but you can't. You have to do it in the comments. What do they do? They just like okay. I'm serious. Like I am. Like now you're seeing. Now you see how old I am. I'm the <laughs> old country. I don't understand this fan page thing. My kids. My daughter is like flipped out. Mom, I'm not explaining it to you again. <laughs> I'm like please. I'm like just tell me please. Um, but it's so. Anyway, just go to my Diane Franklin fan page and just look at it. I don't know. What do you of course. Of course. Go, go back to it. Be near it? I don't know. You look at, what, if I post something, you're not alerted, right? It just um, have to keep checking If I'm following it. you, I'll get a notice. Yes, It'll come yeah. in your feed. Can you, yeah. follow, can you follow a you can, you can have like unlimited right. followers. Okay, follow mm-hmm. my fan page because I will post things there. I promise, and and so. you you do Twitter too, so you and can I Twitter follow. You just repost tweet. stuff from your personal right. page to that if, if people are, are oh, overflow yeah. on yours. Yeah. Now, okay. did you set up the Diane D Franklin after you set up Diane Franklin as a means of getting more friends or, or having room for more friends? Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. Oh, see, they're on to you, and they're like, yeah. Man, like yeah. now they think I diss them. That's friends. No, Facebook doesn't <laughs> like when you outsmart them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mark Zuckerberg will not stand friendly. for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's it. I hadn't seen the last American Virgin. I admitted that earlier. I also have not seen. He's- this documentary about canon films. <gasps> Ooh, I want to oh, see this so okay. bad. I but see Last so American Virgin is a canon film, right? Yes. And so yes. I noticed you appeared in that. Yes. So oh. and uh, another another shout out to Brett Ratner because Brett Ratner, he loved Virgin. He bought the rights to Virgin, Ooh. and because he loved it so much, and he then found that there's this documentary maker um, who is making this documentary and produced this documentary and he put pictures of me in the film which were very nice seriously like really really nice there's a lot of nudity but it's not of me which is really oh Bart's not gonna watch it you're gonna have to watch the film for that for but, those um, who don't know Menachem Golan yes. and Yoram Globus yep. started canon Gazuntite. Yep. known in the 80s for making some of the worst movies of the 80s absolutely but, uh, but, but good they, the best. They had you know? some great stuff like Runaway Train, and uh, you know, which is a fantastic. Uh, but the movie thriller. is called. Yeah, Electric. But then they made Invasion movie. USA with Chuck Norris, which <gasps> is a horrible a pile. Movie. So I loved yeah. uh, Runaway Twain. Train. That was fe- Runaway Twain. That was Runaway Twain. Runaway Twain. I will be like that. Anyway, Wabbits. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one about Mark Twain trying to get away from all of his Doring fans. Right? Yes. <laughs> that was a fabulous movie. Facebook page goes south. Um, but I yes, won. that is a great movie, and there's a lovely interview. Like awesome. I loved. That was the Canon films, and it was Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, it's um, called Electric Boogaloo, The Wild Untold Story of Canon Films, and yeah. I cannot believe I haven't I seen know, it. I, can't I just went see to it. I just went to the double feature of the of uh, Chuck Norris and one of them was a Canon Films and Canon gets a round of applause at the New Beverly, 300 people, yeah. and then uh, Menachem Golan, and uh, all those names get big applause. Oh, Delta Force, right? Yeah. That was it. Delta right? Force, yeah, you absolutely. Uh, you got to get it. It's, fan- it's yeah. fantastic. I, I can't great... believe I haven't seen it. And bizarrely, like, and I don't know, maybe it's just the timing. I also, uh, I 
they're doing a documentary on Empire Films, and they've just come to me, and I just finished an interview for them for Empire Films, and that's going to be coming out pretty soon. And they're like, I don't know, it might be in the Tribeca Film Festival or something. Oh, it's cool. Kind of bizarre, but it's, again, the same idea of like how Empire Films had all so these. So catch me up on the Empire Films yeah, roster. Terror Vision. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, so that's, they'll, yeah. Charlie Van. So oh, yes. Best. Yes, yes. yes, he's made like 300 movies. Yeah, right? Yeah, Van's first company, I think, was Empire. Then didn't he do? I don't know about to, another one. Yeah, I just was, the one that for the Puppet Masters was a different company. No, or whatever. I, was it? Was that Empire? I oh, think it was Empire. It's anyway. We're the all, documentary we're all will tell passing me. Lies yes. Around, so. um, but yeah, they're gonna they're doing it. So I'm very excited about that coming oh, out. Cool. And then oh, there's so many cool things happening. And now right? the book I said is a new book, but it's actually yes. been out for a couple of years. Let me, so no, new, new. there is another book. Too. There's another book. Yes, that's and that's what out. it is. This is the first one. Okay, and this one you want to get just because it's freaking awesome. And I would not. I still. Seriously, would not waste your money. I'm not that kind of person. This is such a great book um, because it has you like you can go back to the 80s, and if you don't know what the 80s are about, you'll get that feeling when you you'll understand it. And I just love the picture. Look, She's so wait, beautiful. Wait. There, there. And then and then here, if you got kids, I rated the chapters. Oh, so oh. Like rated R. Of course, that's the first chapter the kids are. The last to, American but, Virgin chapter, right? Um, that but, way, they, the kids but, can yeah. save time and go right to the smut. Exactly. That's good. Um, but there's a better off dead chapter. So this is the old book, and this gives you an idea of like how I became an 80s actress. The second one, though, is going to be really focused. Um, it's going to have, like, never-seen-before photos, and it starts, like, these... I started... What happened was I started looking through all my old pictures and all that stuff, and I thought, oh, I'm just going to chuck it. And then I went, wait a minute, there's all these photos, and I thought, maybe some people might be interested in it. And then I went, oh, my gosh, what's going on here? And I realized that I... I I had never seen anybody with curly hair before. Mm. I did Virgin, and all of a sudden I had all these photographs kind of revealing that, and I kick-started this curly-haired experience of the 80s. And all I can tell you is when you see the book and you see the photos, you're going to... It's going to take you back to the 80s, and it's going to... It's got information and that's... Pretty amazing. That's Karen, historic. hear me that. I can advertise this but to the audience. There's one page I saw yes, that I okay, think advertises yeah. this better than any other here. Well, Adam's yes. looking for that. I have a question Continue. for you. Are you a naturally curly or are yep. you a fraud like that Lucille Ball? No. Uh, <laughs> was she a fraud? I'll well, she dyed that. her hair orange or she, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, she, she had her own hair, but it wasn't curly. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, while Adam's doing about? this, actually. Why would anybody do this? Why? It's too much work. If I had hair, I wouldn't care what color, what shape, what size. No. Yeah, that's true. No, this is natural. This is, okay. yeah, ma this is made rather than... Let me ask yeah. you a question we ask everyone who comes Oh, yeah. All right. Dr. French. What is what your is favorite movie of all time? All right. Now, I've I, that's a good question. Okay. So, here he is. Here's, how, here's my answer. All right. Sure, like when I was growing up, you know, I... I like I really loved like Once Upon a Time in America, and I loved like Sophie's Choice. Like those, Sophie's Choice was a big influence for me because of the accent, um, Meryl Streep's acting, and again a character that we've never seen before. Is that like with Sorry. me? There you go. I probably that, have she's barely problem. wearing a shirt. Just, so. Guess what? Uh, is that the one I thought? You know? Yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> that isn't even a shirt. 
It is. Uh, what is a, that? It's that like a. It's a headband. <laughs> that is a headband <laughs> around her bosom. <laughs> and uh, that is what well, you call midriff you know, right there. Yeah, I'm just right. looking at all the hair. I think your hair right? is lovely. The, hair. the hair's amazing. Yeah. 80s. And that was <laughs> just like amazing. not Oh, and then right? right after in the early 90s. Then you're going to like this you book. You are the ultimate 80s baby. You're going right to like this amazing. book. Who's my my hair chick opposite Bill Murray and Groundhog Day? Andy McDowell. Oh, Andy McDowell. Right? Right. After me, I'm telling you, this is right. like no one was allowed to have curly hair until I came. I, seriously, I don't even yeah. know. Like it was so bizarre, but all of a sudden, my hair, and then boom! All of a sudden, everybody had curly hair. Even Sarah Jessica Parker and brunette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that. she became hot. She was able to have right. hot hair. Like she didn't have to have like in, when she did square pegs. It was like I'm, I'm the friend. I'm a dork, and I right? have my hair sticking out. Yeah. Didn't have to be it anymore. It was like I am beautiful. I've got mm-hmm. rocking it. But anyway, um, I asked okay, you a question, movies. but I saw that photo I'm and I forgot. Ign- what it was. Oh, <laughs> I'm favorite it. movie. Okay. Favorite <laughs> movie. <prep. laughs> Okay, now, here's the answer to this. Okay, and then I thought, all right, so, and then I loved, okay, there's so many movies that are so great, okay? You're doing that thing everyone does where they mention seven or eight. Uh, because <laughs> I love just them fine. All, right? I love, you know, uh, then I, I love Best in Show. I've talked about that. I love, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, you know, um, the ice skating movie with the ice, ice castles. Uh, no. Oh. The Cutting no. Edge? <laughs> no. No. Um, Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory. Yeah. No. Glory. No, here's what's funny. That's a great movie. Okay, Slapshot. Right. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'd have to tell you about Blades of Glory uh, no, because... Um, we did a better off. You asked about the 30th anniversary, and right. I went up to San Francisco and did this um, show. We did a live reading of Better Off Dead. Oh, oh awesome. my and God. Guess who, I'd love to guess see that. Guess who played Lane? So Will Arnett. No. No, Will but Ferrell? I like Will Arnett, um, <laughs> which just totally detracted <laughs> <laughs> me. Um, oh, now my name. Oh, John Hader? Yes. John Hader. Oh, John Hader. Hader. John Hader played Elaine, and John Hader loved me from Better Off Dead Aww. and he was so excited to work with me and oh, I was like awesome. oh my god it's John Hader from Blades of Glory <laughs> oh my god so it was such a great moment because it was like past and present and it was like oh John Hader <laughs> and uh, so it was fantastic it was great great, fantastic fantastic so and it was very nice because they kissed him on the cheek and it was very oh. nice and he was very happy so um, but I all I can say is um, so anyway I love that movie okay and that was a great thrill but um, I'm I have to be just like really honest and say my favorite movie are my daughter's <laughs> Oh, good. Okay. What? My daughter, yeah. I mean, Olivia's. And, and let me just tell you something. And so if you want to see oh, her movies. Oh, I thought you said you were going to say your daughters are your favorite movie. No, like the movies people, her daughter movies makes. Daughter has, that I get yeah. there. I and, thought you were and making you know, it people. I'm like, that's you know. cheating. Um, my daughter uh, is Olivia De Laurentiis. And so go to oliviadelaurentis.com. and go see her movies Uh, she is uh, her movies mind you she writes directs acts and edits her films and um, these are some of the films that she's done uh, and I I, I, you know Mike Nichols he knows like I can't even begin (laughs) to express I think I've watched five five okay and am I exaggerating that's awesome I don't know what age she started she's you will be really you can't believe it. Sure. I mean, I'm impressed but with anybody uh, making movies. Is, she, is, uh, give me a title. But she does. Okay, so here's the thing. She, and, and she's going to kill me for this because this is like, <laughs> I'm sorry, Olivia. Like, you have to just. Wait, how old is she? Well, she so she's we, 20 now. But oh, she okay. started. She Good. started making her films when she was 12. She's made her oh, first yeah. film that she got a film award when she was 12. And that sounds so precocious. But seriously, but she's funny, okay? So she was, um, she did a film that was at the LA Film Fest at like 15 called, uh, called 
humanized. And from that film, uh, there was a, f a couple of, uh, there was a, a woman cinematographer who said she will shoot her, her next movie for free because she thought it was so unbelievable. Oh, wow. cool. And uh, her name is Katie Most. She's an amazing cinematographer. And she came and shot um, a film that Olivia did for, like it was a half hour long, uh, called uh, My Better Half. And that got into the Soho Film Festival. And so we flew into New York to do that. And she, she I saw the trailer for that so on your cool. website, right? She's freaking yeah. amazing. And, and that's hilarious. And then after that, she did a 40-minute film called Love Child, oh, which great. was such a awesome and heart-wrenching, but like also great film. And then she got the freaking Mike Wallace Award, and they flew her to New York, and she spoke oh, cool. at the Emmys wow. at 18. <laughs> and like she did a documentary on her love of comedy. And and it was at the News and Documentary Emmys. And she, she woke that like she was right before she went on. And I'm like, she she was going to be given the award, the Mike Wallace Award, and I said, Livy, do you have a speech prepared? And she's like, No, they're not going to ask me to talk. And it was like, you know, ten minutes before she get on, <laughs> and she's like, I got to go. And she went up there, and then like five minutes later, she's up there, and I'd like to thank all their people. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my god, I'm like freaking out because I'm the only one who knew she didn't have it prepared. And she was so, she just. She's done a lot of comedy improv, and she knew. We talked about how awesome comedy improv is. Yeah. How to, you know, to take the moment and use it. But she's the most, like, sweetest, humble child, and just, but uh, not child, young woman now. She's 20. Mm -hmm. And she's writing now. She's writing and she's acting um, for this show called After Dark with Julian Clark. J-U-L-I-A-N, Clark. And, um... It's sort of like a Saturday Night Live. It's like a talk show, and they do skits. And so she's on the show doing that. Meantime, she's going to UCLA Film School. Wow. But, so Good. she's like, the film school, like, she's doing that, but she's, like, we, when she gets out of school, like, it's out of control. Like, it's just out of control. But for her, like, right now, it's like, I wanted her to, like, have, grow up and fall in love and be a person. and You know what I mean? Because that mm -hmm. all feeds in. But, I mean, her work is... I can't even, like, I love you. Ah. <laughs> Wait, so two like, things. That's an acceptable you. answer now. So for that, that's an acceptable now, answer. And, and mind you, okay, I have an incredibly gorgeous, talented son. Oh, whoops. But, uh -oh. What's his name? hang on a second. <laughs> Red hair, gorgeous. And he is cringing right now. And but we asked you about filmmakers. But, that's right. But my son, I, he's, He's, he loves music. He plays the upright bass. I'm not going to get into it. I'm sorry. I embarrassed you. Hey, when we do the music, but, guys, we'll bring but, you back on and talk yeah. about your song. So, yeah. Blades of Glory and the collected works of Olivia De Laurent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Does she have the hair? She has kind of curly hair, a little bit, but she she actually just pulled a, um, what do you call it, a Courtney Love she just dyed it and just so decided she was going to just have some fun and while she's yeah. in college I'm like go for it but mm. in her films you'll see her dark hair she looks like me she's oh well that's yeah. not a bad thing she's so. and she sounds like me she speaks like me like my husband gets confused who am I talking to <laughs> that's funny yeah it's really really funny so and we act together I'm in her films oh so oh, cool and awesome. it's not why I like them but I just uh, I'm in her films and we act together so well, you're you a nice resource films, for her to have I guess just go ahead so. and throw Diane Franklin in yeah, <laughs> I mean it is Funny. No big deal. Not it a is big funny. Deal. Like she, she doesn't even. She didn't even mean. It. It's like, mom, I need an old woman. Can you play? It? <laughs> oh, really? <gasps> she did this. She's done a couple Ouch. of viral things. She did this movie. Uh, this this thing called um, agoraphobia. And if you go online to the you know YouTube and you go to agoraphobia, you'll see. Um, and so of course, like it's like it's it sort of looks. It's like a Hunger Games. It's like a mock trailer. And it's sort of like be, we live near Agora Hills. And so it was like you know you know you know I've got to get out of Agora. You'll never leave. 
Steve Agora, that kind of thing. And so um, it's like (laughs) making it kind of scary, and it's sort of done in a Hunger Games sort of like you know tone and uh, she I, she's like mom I need you to do this scene I'm like okay fine and I just had come back from the airport I was at a convention and so she's got the light right under my face so it's like horror you know <laughs> and I'm like perfect this is gonna just be go viral yeah. isn't it? and it went viral it that was like fantastic your, that clips on your website too to tell you how much yeah. you are proud of her there was no clip of Bill and Ted or Better Off Dead on your website there you <laughs> go or uh, what's his name your son yeah 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 right yeah <laughs> like he's gotta have some privacy right yeah alright well it's time for Karen Birthdays, Uh-oh. her weekly look uh, at uh, celebrity birthdays. <laughs> celebrity birthdays! Yeah. <laughs> All right, Karen. Uh, <laughs> that that's my new theme song. <laughs> Karen, take it away. Oh, my new theme. That's fantastic. All right. By the way, if you have a Karen's birthdays theme you'd like to send to me, so. Did someone send this in? Feel free. It's Mike. Uh, Mike Nichols. Mike made it. But anyway, go ahead, Karen. All right, so let's start off the week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to Miss Amy Schumer, <gasps> who I love. She turns 35, but she yeah. can play anywhere from healthy body weight to a size 8, hmm. which is the same thing. <laughs> right, thank you. It's right? okay to be a size 6 or I an 8. Size eight. That's in the news lately. Yeah. She's railing against who a whole bunch cares? of Who cares? She's funny. She's in the news for some not good stuff. She's being... Highly Uh-oh. accused as a joke thief. Mm. Yeah, oh. there's a lot of a lot of hard evidence that kind of suggests that this may have happened. So, joke thief, joke thief of yeah. other people's like vagina jokes. Straight out stand up <laughs> material. Yeah, straight out ma- stand up material and some of her sketches look wow. like they've been. Uh, One day I'll have, we'll have to share where we but get news. That yeah. only happens <laughs> when you get really really popular. Nobody thought nobody that cared of her many, until I mean, she was rich. Maybe there's a certain <laughs> amount of vagina jokes and you just start of. There may of, only be a certain number of vagina jokes. Yeah, I think Diane's right. Lord knows I've made all of them I can make. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we all loved Amy, of course, from Trainwreck. I hope you all saw that. Did you leave the house and see that? No, that came to me. Oh, well, good. At least you saw (laughs) it. I saw it it twice. Of course, she also has been in other movies like Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. She played woman number one. Also, Sleepwalk with Me. She played Amy. Oh, Sleepwalk with Me. That's uh, Mike Mike Birbiglia. Mm -hmm. And soon, in 2017, I love this, in IMDb's uh, database, they say she's going to be starring in an untitled mother-daughter action comedy project. Hmm. I just love that it's With action who? comedy. Um, we don't know. It's just, they're just teasing it. So we can oh. get excited that in 2017. I know they didn't name the thing. Wait, but they is she the mother the or the daughter? Yeah, I, I don't know. Mother dash daughter slash action comedy. Both. Maybe yeah. she's a mother and she a daughter. She could do it all. Uh, so I, she could play both. <laughs> now, you've probably wondered this, if she was related to the United States Senator Chuck Schumer. Never no, wondered it, but please continue. Have you wondered? Here. But she is. It's her oh, dad's really? cousin. Wow. Mm-hmm. And she grew up oh. knowing who he was, but she didn't know that it mattered that much until one time she got arrested for shoplifting, and the cop said, you're lucky you have his last name. Ah. <laughs> and they wow. pleaded it down to something like disturbing the peace, but this is the part I love. She really didn't think that it was on the record. She thought that this wasn't a real crime until she went on Last Comic Standing and they asked if she had any arrest and she said, "Uh, no, not really. But they had lawyers look into it and brought it up and they really knew that she had stolen and they knew all about her theft. Wow. So the Chuck Schumer that thing. That last comic standing wow. is not messing around. <laughs> They're not not messing wait, 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 wait. So sh- maybe she did. Steal. She's she got a history a- of stealing oh, stuff. No. Diane's right. Uh, Monique said it. Monique maybe said she, it. No, maybe she's got to throw around she that must Schumer not have been name. Good in that movie. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh Don't my do it. Don't do it, Amy. Okay. Okay. So this one I thought was kind of funny because you know she starred in Trainwreck, and so she thought, you know, maybe I don't need to lose weight. Maybe I look great just the way I am because. 
I was asked to star in a movie and play myself. She thought this until she was introduced to her stunt double, who was a dude. Oh, oh. oh that's so sad. Oh. <laughs> uh, and the last couple of roles that she tur- that she missed out on, that she auditioned for and didn't get, went to Jennifer Hudson, Jessica Biel, and Olivia Wilde. But at least that's good company. That's a gamut. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right? a real gamut. Nice. You can't say yeah. it's clearly just one it's, type. It's, yeah. That's a whole bunch of types. If they all look like Jennifer Hudson, that might be sending a message. Right. But but no. no, Olivia Wilde's yeah. in there. And yeah. we all know that that's not bad. Yeah. So I also would like to say happy birthday to her, of course, but also to another strong woman, Adina Menzel, who turns 45 and she can play anywhere from Adina to Adele Dazim. Adele. Disease. Matter of fact, on IMDb, <laughs> they gave her the. They have the part where they say nickname, and it's other little names, and they have Adele Dazine, <laughs> courtesy of John Travolta, <laughs> who oh, wears nice. casual hair every once he in a while. He does wear his casual. And you know he's hair. wearing it. He's wearing yeah, it too with tight that pride. day. <laughs> <laughs> he totally did. So uh, she, we all know that she sang in Frozen. She sang Let It Go, and she was also had a part in Enchanted, which Paul loves. Amy Adams loves that movie. I love Amy. Adams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amy. Yes, of course we know her from Rent and Glee. And the musical Wicked, you'd have to live in a shoe not to know that she starred in Wicked. But <laughs> you'd have to live in a shoe. Thank you, Diane. I've been saying that for years, and she's only one. Thank you very much. But uh, I thought this was kind of crazy because whenever you think musical theater, you don't think you know. Like when you think Captain America, there's probably stunts and people get injured, sure. right? Or even Star Wars. Harrison Ford broke his leg in the filming of Star Wars. I didn't know that. During yeah, during uh, the latest one. They had to put filmmaking back a little bit because he was going under a door and it landed on him. And I think, Ouch. didn't uh, the director run and over J. J. and was to get him to out? Do superhuman strength. It's like, <laughs> I can't have the star. Han Soul. I mean, he just saw the whole thing going to hell. Well, when you think Broadway There's musical. Immediately he- regretting all of the anti CGI talk. Yes. Right. Because the CGI hurts nobody. Uh, <laughs> well, well, it turns out. We're bringing back the old people. I regret all of it. <laughs> Being in a musical like Wicked can be very dangerous because uh, it turns out that the last performance. That Adina did. She cracked her rib as a result of falling through the trap door during a matinee show of Wicked and could not perform the next day. And luckily, Shoshana Bean, Shoshana Bean, was able to go in and cover for her. But because she wanted to sing her big hit number the last time, she came out in regular clothes during the standing ovation and she did a farewell curtain call of her signature song, Defying Gravity. Wheezing with a broken rib. With a broken rib. Imagine he could take in the air. Also, that evening, Joey McIntyre was leaving the show. So Mm. just... Know that he was on Broadway. Right. What senator was he related to? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, yes. I did see Wicked twice. Yes. But I have no idea who you're talking about. Alphaba. All right. The green one. I grew up in a show. <laughs> yeah. Just the green woman. Do you remember that part? Yeah. You okay. grew up under Cut a bridge. <laughs> you grew up in a shoe. The witch he of the was West. under a bridge. She had a nickname. He grew up in a van down by the river. What? <laughs> the witch of the West. She had yeah, a nickname, she had a name. too. We don't know. It's Adele de, de, de Alphaba. Wicked or something. Wicked. Alphaba. Okay. Or John Travolta calls her. Phlebotomy. <laughs> but Bart, you know how much I love when celebrities sing? Uh, this is true, Diane. This probably happens to you a lot because it happens to me. Uh, oh, there you go. People, See, there we go. People are constantly asking you, tell me two interesting things about that Karen Volpe. Yes. And the first oh, yeah. thing I tell yeah. them is she was an 80s babe just to the cows in the pasture in That's her hometown. That's true. Um, Aww, thank you. Uh, and then the other thing I tell them, of course, is that she loves when celebrities sing. And I do, and I do. And I thought, you know what, it would be too easy to have Adina Menzel sing so let's go oh, back to yeah. Amy Schumer oh. and hear a little bit of her song, Milk, Milk, Lemonade. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Tell me where she copied this from. This is hilarious. <laughs> of course, probably just some dumb YouTube videos. Right? <laughs> it sounds like every song. 
Happy birthday, Amy. <laughs> and that wraps, up another, uh, that wraps up another movie showcast, everybody. Together with the movie guys, individually we are. Caramel uh, nice. Follow us on Twitter at the movie guys, Facebook.com slash the movie guys. Sorry, we have still have a Facebook page that's going there. <laughs> and also keep in well, mind we that we don't have a lot of people following. If you want to come and see our show live whenever we go back to Jamestown in October, just contact the movie Ooh. guys. We've already had some people do that. And so we can come into Jamestown and talk to some of the local filmmakers. That's right. You can find us on WRFA 107.9 in Jamestown, New York. Uh, thanks Cut to Diane Franklin. Franklin. Called, uh, Au revoir. And, and what's your Twitter handle? Uh, Twitter. Uh, what is it? Diane Frank. Is it? Uh, oh, dang. What Nobody ever knows. I'll tell you right <laughs> now. Quick. Diane Franklin 80. If you get searched, it'll come up. I'm Diane sure. Franklin 80, I think. Yeah. Hmm. I did it so long ago. So, yeah. Diane Franklin 80. Or go to Diane Franklin and friend. Just. No, don't friend me. Uh, just <laughs> go. Yeah, friend me. Friend me on Facebook. Friend me on Facebook. Get on like, the like your face. list. Like, and my then she'll... Fa- like my face. Like my fan it page. Just look at 80. it. <laughs> Just look at it. Just go and look at it. Diane Franklin 80. Oh, guess what? You could also go to uh, Diane to be with my Instagram. Diane Diane to be with Frank is a totally different (laughs) page. Hold on, looking it up. Diane to be? Diane. Is your daughter cowering right now? Diane to be with you. Diane to be with you. Diane to be with you. Yeah, because it's kind of funny, right? Diane to be with you. Got it? It's funny. It's like living in a shoe. I got your back. Thank you. I remember you can find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. A sequel every month. I'm sorry, a sequel every week, month continues next week with <laughs> Conjuring 2 and Now You See Me 2. And uh, our guest will be executive producer and writer of the new Uncle Buck reboot on oh, ABC, yeah. Brian Bradley. Until then, we'll see you. We owe everything. Bye. <laughs> Paul, we owe everything to Pat, to Pat Peach. Awesome.